All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions. Welcome everyone to All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions, the podcast you didn't know you needed about Gen Con, Origins Game Fair, PAX Unplugged, and beyond. I'm your host, Quarex. And I'm your other host, Ben. Dreamers, this week our attention drifts back to our favorite gaming convention, Gen Con. It's particularly important because we're approaching badge season and really the housing lottery. Yeah, just about the only prerequisite to attending Gen Con is getting a badge for the days that you want to be at Gen Con. So Quarex, how does one get a badge? You know, the, the obvious answer is that you buy one when they go on sale and before they sell out, much like you would purchase, you know, literally any other thing. So, Quarx, when do badges go on sale this year? Oh my gosh, it's like happening. It's Sunday, February 11th. And when do badges sell out? Debatably, ambiguously, <laughs> sometimes never. I know sometimes individual days sell out. Last year, Gen Con Saturday sold out. Um, so if you wanted a badge just for Saturday, you were out of luck. I remember we reported that. We, like, broke the story. And sometimes they sell out, like, the whole thing sells out, like, a month before the convention, like in Gen Con 50, 2017. That's the only time that I have missed Gen Con since 2015. I didn't get to attend because my firstborn entered the world in March of 2017, and my wife, who I love, respectfully asked me not to plan on attending Gen Con that year. By the time she was ready to say yes to Gen Con, the badges had sold out with the exception of Sunday and... And, well, I didn't go. <sighs> she got to see me mope around, like, a lot for four days. That's the best way to make sure you can attend. You buy the badge now. You don't have to worry about it again. Once you get there, then worry about how you're going to, you know, exist on the premises. Option two. You can get a badge by volunteering with a group that's running events. Oh, my gosh. Companies need so many GMs to run their events, highlighting their games. This is becoming more of an issue every year, too. And they're increasingly willing to, like, remunerate you for your time. This can include your four-day badge, including a badge that you bought earlier in the year. It can be housing arrangements, like even in the downtown block, if you're lucky. Housing stipends seem to be a new thing this year. You know, you figured out your housing, and here's some money. Thank you. Of course, you often get swag, like games, books, discounts, whatever else from the people that you're GMing for. And sometimes even pizza parties. <laughs> That's classic. That's like a corporation, man. Companies are already out there asking for GMs if you want to start looking before the badges go on sale. A lot of them have already finalized their plans, what they're doing, and a lot of them aren't going to find enough people to GM. So really, it's never a wrong time to look. So check out your favorite publisher's websites to see if they've posted the call. You can also take a look at the Gen Con forums or even the fans of Gen Con Facebook group. You know, I'm starting to think this is a whole episode of itself. It's like you read our schedule for once, Cortex. However, GM badges aren't usually issued until the summer, once Gen Con has approved its schedule. Now, are there other ways to attend Gen Con? Option three is that you can apply for press credentials if you're a member of the press, Quarix. Okay, look, I could probably get a press badge, and like a trade day badge, because I was an educator and could be again, on top of the VIG badge and the auction volunteer badge I already get. And all I have to do is volunteer to be a regular Gen Con volunteer, and I could have five different badges. So the big benefit of buying the badge is that you're entered into the housing lottery. So Quarix, what was Gen Con like before the housing lottery? 
You know, I've actually tried to figure out in the past what exact year the lottery as we know it now started. And I think when they switched to Indianapolis and like Peter Atkinson being all gung-ho on bringing Gen Con into technological modernity, that was probably when they put what we now know as the system in place. But yeah, I remember my first year attending in the 90s, spending 45 minutes every morning and evening in stop-and-go Milwaukee traffic. And I am positive there wasn't a very good system in place then to find a hotel. Yeah, you basically filled out a form in January that you probably cut out of your issue of Dragon magazine and then you hoped that there was space for you in like the dorm or the floor of the adjacent building or whatever like zeitgeisty accommodation the year was when you got there and if that failed you parked at the stadium and slept in your airbrush wizard van and took showers in the sink I mean, say what you will about the fairness of the current system, but worst case scenario, you end up in a hotel in the easily accessible suburbs. That's probably better than some some of the scenarios in the pre-Indianapolis days. The housing lottery now. Everybody who buys a badge before the lottery deadline gets a time in the housing lottery. The lottery opens on Sunday, February the 25th at noon. The day before, you'll get an email with a link to the housing portal and an assigned time between, I believe it's 12.01 p.m., which is really good, mm. and 8 p.m., which is really bad. <laughs> and this is Eastern time for those of us in the Central and whatever other time zones. Mountain, Pacific, whatever, you know. On or after the time you get, you'll be able to access the housing portal. Now, last year they did add a lobby to limit stress on the servers that added a little bit of time on to when you could actually access and try to book your reservations. You may want to plan on camping out by your computer for a little bit after your lottery time opens up. How many rooms can you reserve on lottery day? Well, this does depend on how many badges you buy. So if you buy one or two badges for you and or a friend, you can reserve one room. If you are buying three or four badges, you can reserve two rooms. And if you buy five or six badges, you can reserve three rooms, so on and so forth. You only get one reservation time for all of those rooms. So if you get your 12.01 p.m. time, you can book all your rooms right away, which is basically like the best thing ever because suddenly you'll have like 10 people thrilled that you got such a great time. But then if you get a room, the reservation at 5 p.m., yeah, you, you know, you'll have some disappointed people. So it might be better off to just have everyone fend for themselves and average things out. The reason why the housing lottery is kind of important is it's what gets you into the downtown block. Now, reasonable minds may differ, but most attendees like being in downtown Indianapolis. Over the last several years, the downtown block has sold out, I think, between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., leaving just outlying properties available for booking at that time. I mean, other than the COVID years, uh, what has your luck been like, generally? So... One year I got particularly lucky, and I got a 12-15 login. Yeah, every other year from 2015 until 2019, I think the earliest I got was like 345. And I'll say this, the earliest my group of 10 people got was 345. Oh, sometimes it seems rigged. Honestly, I do sometimes recommend giving a shot to my uh, old money mindset to just ignore the lottery entirely and, and try to book a room in like September for the next year's convention. I did this from 2003 almost every year to 2019 when admittedly it kind of stopped working. Nowadays, you can still do it, but sometimes it's like $600 a room if you book one of those outside the block. So if you can afford it, uh, it's easy, but wow. How do you improve your chances in getting a good time so you can get into the downtown block? 
Well, it's easy. You just get lucky and get a good time. Separately, you know, you want to make sure you set an alarm for whatever time you do get. Uh, if you get a great time and you forget to log in, well, uh, sorry, partner. Ugh, my uh, One of my, my friends last year, or maybe two years ago, yeah, he thought it was 1230 for some reason that you clicked the uh, housing button. Yeah, it didn't work out so well. Speaking of friends, make some extra friends to maximize your chances. If you can comfortably sleep four people to a room, get a group together. This isn't too hard. Two queen beds, if you're comfortable sleeping two to a bed, you're probably okay. If you pull together with the three friends, you can hope that one of you gets a good lottery time for the one room that you're going to be able to reserve. Yeah, I've actually heard of people getting together in groups, like eight or even 12 people, just like, everybody try to get a room, and then we'll we'll split it up and figure out who goes in what room later, depending on who's the most upset by not having a nearby room. You and your friends can buy each other badges to get more rooms for your tickets. So if you buy a ticket for you and two of your friends you can get two rooms and that also increases the likelihood that you'll get a good time for more and more of your friends it's right like the lottery it's a numbers game right like the scratch offs you also <laughs> can sometimes get burned with that too so you can also agree to share extra good times so if you if you and your friends get enough for you your room but you got another good time you can agree to share that with another group of attendees assuming fair is fair and they would they would do the same back for you that does get a little bit tricky because whoever time you're using is going to have to book the room for you which means they need a credit card number so uh make sure you know that person kind of well yeah i had uh last year even a friend of mine had his badge and got his lottery number and he was staying in my room but he got like a 12 30 time and somebody else i knew was like um can i have that time it's like okay we all trust each other right (laughs) let's let's make this happen What do you do if you don't get in the downtown block? Come on, Ben, what do you do? Quarks, you gotta keep calm and click subscribe. We're gonna be covering it this month after the housing lottery outcomes, probably with an almost live episode on February the 25th. Mark your calendar, too. Greetings from the end of the episode, weary traveler. Perhaps you would like to examine my social media wares, all gathered at linktr.ee slash dreamaboutgamingconventions. We sell everything, from Instagram to Facebook to YouTube. Soon we may have whatever tip jar the kids are using these days. All music for this episode was composed by Quarex. Except for Adidas, courtesy freemidi.org. All editing for this episode was by Ben.